All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I hate to break the fishing news after Ramchuk, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations, you're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for, like, an orgasm. Might want to mark that down. Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. Welcome in. Episode 286, 286, as the kids would say, brought to you by HGA Group, the next generation of business services right here in Edmonton and through their many channels, many, many channels. I've been instructed, don't just list them all on the podcast because it would take too long. Uh, Through their many channels, they can take your business to the next level. So hit them up, the HGA Group, proud new sponsors of the pod. All right, um, this is real life. Tyler Rumchuk, Bag Milk, Chalmers, Wanye, Jay, everyone's here. I have five topics written down on my piece of prep paper, which is just a loose leaf piece of paper I scribble on throughout the day. Wow, this, might, this show might be on the rails. Uh, I was just going to say, I wonder if we get to all five. Two of them are <laughs> Oilers related. Two of them are hockey related. One of them is neither. Ooh. It's just out there. But I want to start with game seven tonight, Leafs and Habs. As Oilers fans, are we rooting for the chaotic Toronto loss that results in their yes. fan base fully imploding? Is that where we're yes. going tonight? Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, of course. Well, there's, there is no other thing to cheer for. It's, Don't you kind of feel we, bad for them? No. Leafs okay. fans, no. when the Oilers got knocked out in four, they had so much fun talking shit. And if they lose tonight and Montreal wins and comes back from three on three down or three, one, <laughs> I should say, I will be fucking insufferable. Oh, it's going to be great. We, it's going to uh, be great. Before everyone else hopped in the chat, Bag Milk and I were brainstorming a little bit. And I think my tweet will be Austin Matthews is an RFA in 2025. 
and the Arizona Coyotes have $50 million in cap space. <laughs> just saying, just saying. Oh, yeah. that the clock is already ticking. connected. He wants yeah. out. He's so unhappy. You see him at the end of last game? Yeah, he's so unhappy. He and Marner, both of them. Yeah. Unlucky. Oh, I'm surprised the playoffs are still going on. To be honest with you, that's old news for me. I've moved on emotionally. That's some old ass news. What round are they in even? Well, two and one, oddly. Yeah. Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah, there's some regular season, I think, still to be wrapped up. Yeah, sure Vancouver's still the draft for 2024 this weekend. If you dig deep enough, there's Vancouver still has four games left. There's a Yeah, Vancouver's still wrapping things up. Gotta get these in. Yeah. Uh, random aside, Wanya, did you get a new phone or new internet? Because your picture looks crystal crystal clear today. No, oh, that's odd. Oh, mm-hmm. just must be your internet connection. I've noticed you look very HD in that hey, thanks, episode of the Real Life Pod. Thank you, thank you. Make sure no one sees me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course, I've had to give our uh, the new social media guy Waz. I, every time I send him files of the podcast, I'm like, remember this and this cannot be shown. People cannot. Have I have their faces. a dream regularly that we publish my face and that people are like, ah, you loser. Like, it's oh, also gosh. my biggest nightmare. Like as the producer, like the, the one time I like forgot a government name, like I panicked, I freaked out, didn't sleep. And if I posted a video and like actually didn't cover things up, right. I would, I would hurt. I would kick myself for it. Anyways. Don't, well, uh, don't do that. You're no, a good okay. guy. Uh, it's all good. So game seven, we're all firmly on the Montreal Canadians bandwagon. The, the way I'm looking at it too, like, out of the three teams left, one of these three is guaranteed to go to the, the third round, to the final four. So which one would be the least annoying to have to deal with? Is it Winnipeg because they beat be Edmonton? Yeah. Has to be Winnipeg. Yeah. It's the only other Canadian team I'm willing to acknowledge. Yep. I, I, I buy that too. Yeah. They got great chicken fingers. They're good people in Manitoba. Yeah. Cabs uh, are suspect. I can. Yeah. Yeah. I can. I can get. I. I. I I can't get behind it, but I can't get whatever the opposite of behind. Yeah, I can't get ahead of it, I guess. Yeah. You got to stand beside it. I stand beside it. In friendship. In friendship. Does it make the, does it at all make the Oilers loss sting less if like Winnipeg wins the cup? Oh my heavens. At this point, everything just stings all the time. Yeah, It's just a constant sting. It's just maintaining Um, levels of sting that you can settle with. Yeah. We must all be in the police. Because we're all rolling with Sting. Nope, yeah. that doesn't work. You're in charge. Delete it. It <laughs> didn't work. No, I have no interest in anybody winning the cup. And quite frankly, um, the playoffs aren't happening yeah. right now, despite I, I, the fact that I've watched them. <laughs> if, a, if a team that not named the Oilers has to come out of the Canadian division, then I guess Winnipeg will do. But best believe if they're in the cup final, I'm cheering against them. Yeah. I'm, I'm in that boat too. I don't, we have to do it every year, have that conversation, but like, I am not on board with the whole, like, Oh, come on. You want the cup up in Canada? Like, no man, like Canadian no, players win the cup every year. I want it in Edmonton. I want it nowhere else. Yeah. I think that winning the North division was like a gentleman Stanley cup, you know, like it's not the cup, but you're still like, yeah, yeah. We did they not get to hang win. Their, they get to hang their banner. We let someone come in here and win the cup on our ice. And we weren't even in the last game. And then we did not win the gentleman Stanley cup next year. Yep. 
I, uh, I also want to say just on a personal level, I was going to check out what the uh, betting odds were on this game. And I see that the sports book I enjoy using has brought back team shots on goal. If you are like mindlessly watching a hockey game, but want to become overly invested in everything, bet on the total number of team shots on goal that will leave you sweating for the entire 60 minutes. I, I got, last year I was big into it, but you sit there and you're sweating out. Like every time someone misses the night, you're like, what the fuck that's going to cost me. Are you kidding me? And then you know, I had a couple because we were doing it last year together. Yeah. Tyler. I had a couple where it was like you miss by one or two shots and you're just screaming at the end of the game. Yeah. Uh, what's like Montreal to win tonight? Let's be uh, honest. Plus 170. Oh, so they've come down there. So in game one, they're like plus 250. Yeah. Uh, they're well, plus here's the thing about reg. Here's the thing about a lot of the players on the Leafs have no ties to what's happened in the past, but it's still their problem anyway. And you got to think that it's got to be in their head, no matter what they say in the media after the the morning skate or whatever, they got to be thinking about it. Right. Oh yeah. I think so. I think it's definitely like firmly planted in their brains. Um, Also just betting Montreal is 55 to one to win the Stanley cup right now. That probably drops to like 25 to one. If they win tonight, that's an interesting bet to look at. I don't think they'd do it, but like value-wise, there might be something there. Um, anyways, Chalmers, do you just want me to set you up to to talk about Ryan Reeves? Because you seemed fired up about it before the pod. Well, no, I just was wondering if we were going to touch on it because we've touched on some shit this postseason. And is what you want to discuss on, how you love Ryan Reeves? I'm if I'm reading this right, you love Ryan Reeves, and you want to talk about it? No. You're not reading this at all close to correct. You uh, love Ryan I, Reeves is what okay, I'm getting out of this. Keep, keep doing no, that. No. Um, no. Uh, right before I got on this thing, I was scrolling through Instagram as one does before to prepare for this show. No, and sure. I saw the uh, post basically by TSN saying that uh, just a couple clips of just like some tweets of like some hockey guys saying that like, Ryan Reeves is this gentle, tough guy, and he didn't even take his gloves off. He didn't mean to hurt anybody. So I went, because I was watching the game live for about seven minutes while I was sitting down to eat something yesterday, and I saw the Graves hit on Jan Mark. And, um, uh, you know, they make a big deal about it because he's such a big guy, and he hits Jan Mark, and Jan Mark goes down hard. And you Jan Mark's an hit. idiot. It was a stupid. He shouldn't have looked back at his pass. He's oh. a fucking idiot. Yeah. Romance is uh, a two foot pass, like he's fucking yeah. Gordy Howe or something. And Graves hits him with a nice clean check, right? Like Graves isn't going to duck down. He didn't come off. Finish his feet. that I mean, all it day. Was, it was your picture perfect clean check. And you know, the camera guys and everybody, they know what's up. Ha- they know what's happening now. They just keep, they just keep panning to Ryan Reeves on the bench, standing up. You know, and back to back to Yanmark getting helped up and taking off the ice and back to Reeves and then to Graves and then to Reeves. And you're just like, I know Ryan Reeves is going to do something stupid. You just know he is. He's got to do something. He's going to do something stupid. But I don't know if I can stay in complete form that like fighting in the NHL, like tough guys and respect is like lacking. But in this case, it looked like it was because you know that that Graves is probably not going to just square up and fight with Reeves. And there's not really many guys on Colorado, I think, who would, right? So you're not really sure how this is going to – what Reeves – you, 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 you almost the door is open for Reeves to have to do something stupid. 
And of course, he does something fucking stupid. And when you look at the play, you see that he gives um, Grubauer, what is their, what is their tender's name? Gives yeah, them a yeah. little shot. But Graves is standing right there, and Reeves full on grabs him around the neck with a chokehold type of thing, throws him down to the ground. Not a big deal, you know, starting a scuffle. But it's what happens next that really fucking pisses me off because it's anybody that looks at that play and thinks Reeves didn't know exactly what the fuck he was doing is just they're being ignorant on purpose. Being ignorant on purpose. Because what did he do? I wasn't watching. So Reeves is on his knees, um, and his knees are close to Graves' head. And he's got him down on the ground, and Greaves is not or Graves, sorry, is not really like you know, he's trying to protect himself at this point, so, but he's not like actively trying to engage with Reeves. Reeves lifts up his body to try to get a kind of get up when he could have just sat on the, kept his knees. Well, he puts one of his fucking shin pads right on Graves' face. And Are you, you not have to imagine to do that? pushes down. Yeah, no, not allowed to do that. Hey, weird, <laughs> weird. You can't even fucking do that in MMA. Well, now you can, but never used to be able to do it. It was just so, and, and so anybody that like, yeah, looks at that and thinks that Greaves doesn't have, you know, oh, be, I'll get, oh, you, you, you fucking poked the bear and now the bear's mad. Well, these guys have spent their whole career being mad and being in positions like this and knowing how to do it without being an idiot about it. And to lift up your fucking knee and place it on a guy's fucking face, nobody can try and talk me into the fact that that was just like, oh, he didn't mean to. He was just, oh, he didn't I won't <laughs> buy it. I won't fucking buy it. Because if you watch it, he had choices. He could have just like, like, I don't know, at that point, when you got a guy on the ground like that and you have his back, like an MMA type of thing, you know, what do you do? You try to choke him out. You try to hold him. You try to give him some cheap shots. Well, okay, fine. But what Reeves did was find himself in a position where he couldn't do any of those things and tried to do something, in my opinion, and you'll have a tough time talking me out of this, but inconspicuously to still hurt Graves when he had him in that position. And that choice was to put your fucking knee on his face? It's just ridiculous. And I just... I fucking love Taipaki, and I hate that I have to fucking feel like this about this kind of a play. But that right there was not tough hockey. That was straight up a guy being a fucking idiot. Does anybody disagree with me? No, I, I'm with you 100%. And like Ryan Reeves doesn't do anything for me as a hockey fan. Like he plays between, I'm looking at his game logs. Like he plays between eight to 11 minutes a game. He doesn't put up points. He doesn't, can't do anything when the puck's on his stick for the most part. He's just there for like this weird intimidation factor and Colorado played it right. They ignored him. They weren't going to, you know, let him kind of have his way. And when that happens, like Reeves, like you said, Chalmers resorted to doing, having to do something stupid to have attention on him. Right. He felt the need to respond and he had to do it in a dumb way because Colorado wasn't going to play into his games. I totally agree that Vegas had a right to respond. Yeah. And Mark, you know, a hat trick the game before. Like, this is a good player who fucking caught himself in a vulnerable position and paid the price for it. There is ways where you don't have to have Reeves take care of this. There's got to be a guy on that Vegas bench that goes, look, 
We're just hit him. Yeah, right yeah. Reeves could have just found his chance and blew him up. Like, but Reeves is right. too fucking slow to catch Ryan Graves, so he can't. So he's too dumb shit. So Reeves could have gone up to Graves and said, "Look, you're not in my weight class. I know you're not going to go me, but you're going to go this guy. And if you don't, then you're going to have to fucking watch out for me for the rest of this series, right?" But he didn't handle it like that. Remember back in the day, you know, like you had respect, you had guys like Reeves who played integra- integral roles on, on hockey teams, a la Dave Samanko, you know, he was a deterrent from hitting our superstars and it was necessary. These players have always been there and they always will be. And that's what was supposed to keep the players. You know, there's that whole thing. So the players keep the other players responsible. Well, come the fuck on. If that's what Ryan Reeves thinks he has to do to keep Graves responsible for a fucking great hit. It's a clean hit. Like, just, Graves doesn't even have just, to respond to anyone. He hit a guy hard. Yeah, but in this day and age, it's like, you know, it's the exact same thing as, like, the Tavares thing. Like, you know, that was an accident. But, you know, Felino's like, look, man, I didn't mean to do it, but we got to do this. Because I have to ingratiate myself to my team. I'm new. I am a leader. I want to show these guys that I'm here for this team. And I get that. I do. And so there's always going to be a place like that where, you know, it strengthens a team. But those guys used to have respect for each other. It would be like, you know, I don't know, man. It It just seems like it's gone in such a fucking bad direction of this, like, you know, cause and effect. You know, a cause, a big hit. Scott Stevens used to throw big hits, and then somebody would come and fight him. Great. Whatever, right? When Graves throws a big hit, nobody rushes over to fight him. There's a little bit of a scuffle, but it ain't that much, right? In my mind, if I'm Graves sitting on that hockey team and I throw that big hit, I want to think to myself, look, even if I have to answer for that, I hope it's done in some sort of a respectful way that isn't going to result in me having to get a trainer to come and fix my fucking teeth because some guy put his knee on my face when I'm on the ground. It's fucking ridiculous. And it pisses me off. Clearly. Yeah, it does. And there's nothing wrong with your opinion, Chalmers. I, I think it's, I think think you're right. I, I, I've in the past, you know, I, when I see something, I just don't like, you know, whether or not it be the Tom Wilson thing or, you know, the, Darnell nursing, there's always a portion where I'm like, am I, am I taking the toughness out or am I just reacting to something I didn't like the look of, right? And so I fight that. In this one, I analyzed it from a point of view of like, it didn't even look that bad, but I've played sports enough to know that when like, there isn't a time when you are so enraged that you like black out. You know what you're doing, okay? And in that instance, when I see him do that, I'm thinking that's if I, if I rail against this, it's not taking toughness out of hockey. It's taking stupidity. It's taking intent out of hockey, you know? So this one was kind of a clear-cut one for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I get it just it. fucking rattled me because yeah. – I just like I, I I'm going back outside to do like yard work. I got all these projects I want to finish up, but I'm thinking to myself when I leave that I go, I'd like to see this game's gonna this game's gonna get physical. This game's gonna get intense. And I would really like to sit down and watch this. And so 
when you know that that kind of thing is going to happen and then you see that kind of thing as is the result, you don't really get to see the buildup of it. Yeah, I got, I got probably a little more emotional than I need to about this, but it's like, why can't this shit just be handled properly? Why do guys like that have to fucking, like, you're right. He adds nothing for me in this NHL. Nothing. You know? Yeah. Let's, let's, guys like Tom Wilson, I would take fucking a hundred times out of a hundred times if it came to like, like, guys like Tom Wilson, I love. You got an all around game, right? Is that guy going to do something stupid? Yeah, probably once in a while. He's kind of a meathead. Ryan Reeves doesn't seem to ever do anything that isn't idiotic. If if Ryan Reeves was put on waivers at league minimum and the Oilers could pick him up, I wouldn't want them to pick it up. Like, I think he's that useless in general on the ice. Like, if you really value the intimidation factor, then sure. But even a, then, like, it doesn't... He's, he's just a, a waste of a roster man. spot. He's a fucking dinosaur. He, he, there's, there's, like... They're just, they're not like him in the league anymore, right? Guys that are, like, tough. You don't need those heavyweights skating around lumbering a fucking piano on their back. For what? <laughs> well, is he slow? Is he slow now? I thought that was his, his superpower is that he was actually could skate. And he scored, what did he score? I, One I, goal I in ask, 50 games? I, did, I didn't ask what he, how many he scored. I said, is he, can he skate? He, not really. Like he's not a strong not skater. Watch. Like it's not like he flies around the ice like Josh Archibald to hit guys. Like oh man, I'm just watching the replay now for the first time. That's greasy. It's greasy. That's really greasy. So like under the pile shit. Like it's it's like known in the NFL that if there's a pile like a, a for a, a fumble and all the players are in there, that there's gonna be some like eye gouging, some fucking guys grabbing each other's nuts. Like they want to do some damage under there. It's it's widely known, right? But in hockey, when you have a guy on the ice like that, it's not like uh, okay. So from the first little angle, I thought he might have tried to slam his head in the ice. I, I I couldn't tell, right? But then they get that reverse angle where you see him get his knee up and then back down onto Graves' face, and it stays there for a while. That just fucking rattles me. That is across the line. That is. Shin pads are fucking strong as shit and hard for a reason. And they're not to be put on somebody's face. Yeah, I gotta try to find this reverse angle you're talking about. What's worse? Like What's worse is like, and and I don't know. This is this is this could be this could be the part where my argument starts to just get kind of like emotionally silly. But what happens if he like does put his knee on his face like that, and then all of a sudden some guy like kind of takes the weight like so that he can't control how he's winging, and that thing slips onto his neck, and he can't get up, and he's on the guy's neck. Like, Oh, yeah, like, it's just dumb. It opens the door for, like, a bad, bad thing to happen. so dumb, yeah. man. 100%. But also, like, if you, I'm just, you know, I'm trying to catch up because I didn't watch this game yesterday, but, like... That's fine. Also, did Ryan Reeves make a difference? I'm looking at the score, and Colorado put up a touchdown. <laughs> oh, because they had a nine-minute power play after Reeves did that. Nine minutes. Yeah. Nine minutes. How, <laughs> when does a nine-minute power play ever happen in a hockey game? How did That's that even like? Sweet. What was the math so on that? I, like, what did he get? He got like nineteen minutes in penalty or eighteen minutes in penalties. <laughs> Match uh, ten minutes conduct. Just everything under the sun. They just yeah. everything. Yeah. Okay. Ryan Reeves. Maybe Chalmers, you should shifts. stop watching the playoffs and the Oilers get out. Hey, maybe yeah. you shouldn't keep watching the car Buddy. crash after. No, 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 no. Do not do that. I fucking what? love. Hard hockey. I love good uh, yeah, hockey. Yeah, well, whatever. 
<laughs> yeah, you seem pretty worked up about it all. I feel great. I don't know anything you're talking about. I don't really know who Ryan Reeves is, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> nah, I'm not going to stop ever, ever, ever caring about hockey because one meathead does something stupid. I'm never going to do that. No, I'm saying right? stop caring about hockey when the home team's eliminated every season. Yeah, I'm turning I into a Jays guy watching. now. It's a silly season. Yeah. Yeah, right. well. All right, I am uh, – I, I'm going to transition this because we we did a lot of did a lot of Ryan Reeves talk. One, okay. One more question for you though: Has Ryan Reeves been suspended in the last like five years for stuff? Like probably. I just haven't looked have, it up. I'd have to look. Can it you up. remember off know. the top of your? Yeah. Like what do you? So what do you think is the result of it? Two games. Okay. Just Four regular season games. I don't but know. at the same point with Department of Player Safety, who knows? Probably fine. <laughs> It could be anything, you know. They'll sit there and be like, "Well, what rule did he break?" And you'll be like, "Well, a bunch, I guess." I, think. I, I, I guess. Well, but like, did he? Because that was how they got. Out, that's how they handled the Tom Wilson thing, right? Is they were like, "Well, we we can't find a rule that he broke that's suspendable." Like it was roughing. Like okay, um, and boarding. They suspended him for boarding, which is never oh, yeah. been done before. Oh. Did you oh, have on your other. agenda for today your M chart as about Ryan Reeves for 20 minutes? I had the first two notes were game seven and the next one was Ryan Reeves. So Chalmers equals Ryan Reeves question mark. All right. We're giving on. some love to our friends at Neo Financial, a better way to spend, save, and get rewarded. I've looked at the app. It's sleek as all hell. It makes your finances a little bit easier. And that's really all we want, right? That's all anyone wants. They want their money situation to be a little bit simpler. Neo Financial can do that. And if you keep it locked on all of our socials, they want to put a little money in your pocket. Maybe a couple hundred extra bucks here, a couple extra hundred bucks there. Neo Financial giving away money with us as well. So head to the Oilers Nation Instagram and Twitter and keep it locked there to never miss a chance to win something cool from our friends at Neo Financial. Um, speaking of money, this is just a total aside, sort of. Uh, I did a $4 DraftKings concert yes, or contest yesterday, and I won $170 US off it. I was fired up. Nice. Day. I came fifth out of oh, 3,000 people. In hockey? No, uh, baseball. Yeah. Which ties I, into a... I, oh. What? No, go ahead. I struggle I, with hockey, with DFS uh, yeah. hockey. I've I try, but up, that, that yeah. wing got me back into it. Uh, Beg milk. You said you're a Jays guy now. You're all I'm in. Do a big Jays guy. I uh, I saw you. You had like, have you ever been like a huge baseball guy, or just kind of like? You know? I've always liked watching baseball. I've always liked watching the Jays. It's just the thing that I struggle with with watching baseball is the season is so fucking long. Yeah, you know, it's like okay, they play what six times this week. I, I like, that's a time commitment. Yeah. You know, but I, was, I like, I've always liked watching the Jays. I always have. I, I used to watch it with my old man when I was kids. Like I remember the world series, we watched all that together. So like there's, it's there. It's just, sometimes it needs to be reawoken. So when the Oilers got bumped out, I was sad. Still wanted to watch sports a little bit sad about playoffs. So watch the Jays. And I mean, he's not quite the Connor McDavid of baseball, but Vladimir Guerrero jr. Is one of oh. the most electric players in the sport right now too. So that's a really, really good reason to watch this baseball team. Do you have like any observations from the game you took in anything? I saw you were talking about how you wouldn't want to be a first baseman because of the chatter. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that, that's my big takeaway is I, if I'm a first baseman, I'm not talking to you when you come to me, like I'm watching Vladdy. I'm watching Vladdy. He's, he's, he's chatting up everybody and they're having laughs. And I'm like, oh, I couldn't do that. Nope. <laughs> Are you talking about the Indians game? That you are you is this the game that you watch where the Indians had a historically awful defensive first inning? Guy losing the ball in the sun, overthrows yeah, galore. It was so I watched. Mess. 
the Indians game that I watched specifically where I was tweeting was the one where the weather was just absurdly bad for a baseball game. It was, and then it was making me laugh too, because a bunch of Jays would hit to like hit pops, but it would fly over, hit the warning track. Like people were just misplaying shit everywhere. It was really funny to watch because I thought they would have canceled it for sure. And you see it's raining sideways. And then I watched against the Yankees too. I've been watching quite a bit. I wouldn't say every game, but I've been watching quite a bit. It was, yeah, it was like raining sideways and it was like 11 2 Jays in the fifth inning. And it was like, what are we doing here? Like, I know they were trying to just get it to the line so it would be an official game. But like, even when they well, delayed it, I was wondering, like, what is it? Seven? Six. I think you got to play six. Um, no, but yeah, they got it over the line. I was just was like, like, this, the weather is absurd. You're just seeing people in the crowd and they're just like, all you can see is their eyes because they've got like tarps yeah. and stuff and they're just wrapped up real tight. I went oh, to a game in Fenway to... that was, it was raining. Like it was raining all day. Like just like, like I was going to say blizzard, but just crazy storm. And they still said the game was on. I thought they were going to cancel it for sure. So sure as shit, I have to go. You, they sell, you buy the, you buy the like garbage, poncho. garbage poncho, bag yeah. poncho. And everyone just endures the whole game and crushes hot dogs and beers. And I would do that all over again. I would love to go. I would love to go to a major league baseball game. I was actually trying to think about it now that Seattle's coming in to the NHL. Like if you could time it right, if you could have the ultimate sports weekend in Seattle or April end of the regular season, end of the regular season or playoffs, Uh, but then you wouldn't get football. If you do September, you might be able to get football in there. So if Seattle makes the playoffs, you could get October hockey, football, baseball. Or September, yeah. you could get uh, you get preseason hockey. Preseason, though, yeah, yeah. nothing great. But uh, so if Charles, I was going to gonna talk in? about if I was going to talk about baseball with Wanye, this is what I would tell him. Did Wanye? Do you know who Manny Ramirez is? Man Ram, of course. <laughs> okay, have you heard some stories about Manny Ramirez? Like, have you ever, the, the two that come to my mind are, and I just heard them the other day, so they kind of like refresh in my mind. But he was so notoriously bad for with money and for and like the understanding of money that at one point he went with his agent to look at houses and he saw this house that he really, really liked. And he looked at his agent and he's like, Hey, uh, do you think I could buy that house? Like, can I afford that house? And the agent looked at him and was like, dude, you could have fucking afford this whole neighborhood. Like you could buy every house around here. And Matt Ram was just like, Lord had no idea. <laughs> really? Yeah. To the same point where he's with that same agent and they go and they're going like car shopping and he's like looking at all these like really small cars and he's like, oh, you know what I would really like and what I wish I could have? I wish I could have that truck over there. And the agent's <laughs> like, Manny, you can, you're a multimillionaire. You can have like 10 of those, like right now. I your whole goes, family. Oh. But, so Man Ram goes, oh, okay, I want that truck. And so they sit down and they do like an hour's worth of paperwork. And then he goes, they get to the payment portion and Man Ram's like, Oh, I like don't have anything and ask the agent for $70,000 to pay for the truck. He like doesn't actually know how to pay for anything. And the guy was like, uh, the agent was like, oh, okay, that was the day I got Manny an accountant just to like yeah. keep him straight. Oh, yeah. That's funny. Just, I, I have a couple things on this. One, there's a video going around of Manny Ramirez at a Starbucks and there's a guy wearing like Red Sox gear. And this is like recent. And he goes up to him. He's like, hey, big fan. The guy's like, oh, yeah, I love the Red Sox. He's like, all right, cool, man. And just like walks away. And the guy's like, the guy no doesn't recognize him? him. No. Also, oh I think God. 
I think it's Sheldon Surrey who has a similar story to that. Like in a way, like he went into a car dealership after he got his signing bonus and he wanted to buy like a Jeep or whatever. And the sales associate was like, you know what? These Jeeps are pretty expensive, young man. Like maybe you don't do this. (laughs) And Sheldon Surrey says he like went to the bank across the street and just pulled out the cash because he had it from his signing bonus and walked right in and like had it in a backpack and was like, I'm actually going to buy that Jeep like right now from you. Wow. That's a great story. Love it. Uh, Mike Riley, the guy who used to be the quarterback for the Edmonton football team. He drove again. I'm hoping I get the names right on these stories, but he drove a big ass yellow and green Hummer that he had. And like, that was his vehicle, the biggest yellow and green Hummer, but he has it because he got his signing bonus from like the green Bay Packers or whatever, when he did something in their minor leagues. And like, that's what he spent his money on was a big ass yelling number. And then he was able to drive it here. Cause it was Edmonton colors, you know, anyways, um, athletes and cars. When you started talking about baseball, I started thinking about the movie, Mr. Baseball with Tom Selleck. Ah, yeah. And then I was thinking about that's that Mr. movie 3, for a while. 3, no, uh, yeah. Mr. 3000. Yeah. Mr. No, Mr. 3000's Bernie Mac. Oh, you're Mr. right. Baseball oh, is Tom yeah, Selleck. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, right. does Mr. Bernie Mac go to Japan too? Yes. No. Oh, interesting. Okay, no, Tom Selleck. Yeah, he does, doesn't but, he? Yeah, he does. Anyways, Tom Selleck, Mr. Baseball. But then I was thinking about how Tom Selleck is in the Friends reunion and like <laughs> hasn't aged a day. Like it's terrifying. Is it the mustache that does it? I, well, he must. he's obviously dying as shit, but like he walks in onto the set and Tom Selleck has not aged a day since Friends. And he was old in Friends. I noticed, uh, I haven't watched it, but I noticed Joey Tribbiani is looking old these days. Yeah, man, they all oh, look weird. I didn't watch it. I think, I think there's a lot to come from that. There's, they all kind of look weird, except for Jennifer Aniston. She looks fucking great. Uh, you can tell every single person in that cast has had work done, which is yeah. kind of yeah. funny. It, like, it's creepy, man. It's it weird. Creepy. Like, people getting work done. I don't know. Like, I know everybody gets work done, but it's weird. Like, David Swimmer looks weird. He looks weird. Joey Tribbiani didn't look weird. He looked old and successful, but he didn't look like he'd had surgery. But one, I mean, one, one aside gonna... to come David Schwimmer did look weird. He did. Yeah, yeah. I just seen a picture of weird. him. One, wow. one thing to come from the reunion is here's a little unknown. Don't fact. say too. I haven't seen it, so don't 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 okay. be a spoiler. Okay, well, spoiler alert. This is not. You're missing nothing. Alert. Don't oh. watch the reunion if you're a friend uh-huh. of Fr- if you're a fan who of Friends. It? Leave them frozen in time. There's my advice to you. JR, who do you think the cast member that their part was written for them and it was a cast member that the writers and the executive producers wanted more than any other cast member? And and he turned it down. Well, he, I just gave it kind of away. He turned it down like three or four times. Wasn't going to do it. And then accepted it or didn't in the end? Accepted it. Oh, yeah. No, he accepted it. Oh, oh, oh. So they're so hard off after? They wanted this person. They knew the character, and they want and they Gunter. 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 Yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> Definitely Ross. It was Ross. David Schwimmer. Yeah. Interesting. Oh yeah. It's a, Did you know he was super jacked, and they had to dress Ross in baggy clothes because David Schwimmer was like way too jacked for Ross's character. That I did not know. They did a good yeah. job. Wow, yeah. that's interesting. There you are. So while the rest of you were thinking about baseball games, that's the kind of stuff I was thinking about. You're thinking of Jack Ross. Ross. Yeah, I'm like, uh, God damn, Ross Ross Geller was Ross Geller. God, Ross Green, Rachel Green, Rachel Green. Yeah. The streaming numbers from this uh, reunion are going to be unbelievable because I know for a fact that my wife watched the reunion 
and then watch nine episodes of Friends that day from starting what? season one. And every time she has a TV on now, it's on an episode of Friends that she's streaming. She's if they're going to do reunion again. shows, they need to do the reunion show and redo the Family Matters reunion show. Oh, yeah. That's the oh show I'd like to see. What happened to Steve Urkel? Yeah, well, where's you know Stefan Urkel? Oh, there's some, there is some, there's some luggage uh, to, to, to pack with that show. There's, there's the Eddie's bad, daughter, right? The daughter, I think. That is, went upstairs and never got, came back? Went to oh, the, that one. into the yeah, porn she's industry. She's in the adult film industry. Yes. Oh, yes. no way. Really? Uh, I think Carl Van Johnson. I think that's his name. Or not, no, Carl Winslow. What, Hal Van, whatever his name was. Uh, Hal Johnson? Hal Johnson Joanne and Joanne McLeod. I believe yeah. he's he passed have away. Fun? He, Carl Winslow's passed away? I think Carl Winslow's passed away. Has the grandma passed away? I, this is probably a Golden Girl scenario where the grandma is actually the youngest <laughs> cast member. Younger than Steve Urkel. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no. And then Eddie Winslow, I think the actor did something bad somewhere along the line. I don't know. I recall. Stefan Urkel is, uh, is that. Yeah, and Jaleel White. I remember falling down the rabbit hole of that guy. And like he was the highest paid actor on TV as a child actor. And like, was like, fuck you people. I have Lamborghini money forever. And he does. Urkel was the man. He, he, he ran Fridays. Yeah, man. And as the show went on, there was a thing I saw on YouTube, like whatever happened to, or like a looking back at the show, looking at that show now, which was clearly made for children, but like with an adult brain, some of the plot lines are so far fetched. And it was just to like make Urkel do a dance was like the point of the show. It's pretty funny. Wow. Jaleel White now, he does a lot of voice acting, it looks like. Now. Yeah, he's baller, though. Like, he's rich. And oh, yeah. he hosts a show called Ever After with Jaleel White. <laughs> I, You know, so we got, I got told like three or four times by a couple different people in the past month what show to start rewatching with the boys, and we did it this weekend. Episode number one, season number one of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, that's good. Oh. It is perfect. Other than the fact that the camera work is pretty spotty in the first couple episodes. Oh my is God. Is so that what it's good. like at your house? You're like, all right, kids, do you want to watch Fresh Prince? I'm going to warn you in advance. Some of the blocking is poor. If you watch the first episode, it's pretty funny. The lack of gaffer is evident. Yeah. It's really bad. My favorite part of the first episode is when we meet Hillary for the first time. And she's like, and she, she says to her dad that she needs a new hat because this weekend she's going out with Bruce and Demi and they're going to um they're going to drive a bus around LA to uh to protest against climate change and then end it on the beach with a huge bonfire. <laughs> Will's like, "What?" And then so her whole stick in the first episode is that she's so passionate about climate change and I looked at my boys and I'm like, "This show's 40 years old, you guys. We're still talking about the same shit. <laughs> like, is it 40 change. years old? No, yeah. it's not 40. It's probably like sure it 30. is. Like, it's, well, uh, it's not probably 40 35. years old. 40 years old. That would make Will Smith like 60. Yeah, it's it probably started in 1990. Yeah. 35. Hey, yeah. 30 years old. 30 years old. 31 years old. 31. That's crazy. Has Remchak comes in with the math. Hello, yeah, big, big math guy. Yeah, big math. What are you, Steve Urkel? <laughs> So we were talking about. Uh, Did I do that? Did you ever watch that show, Tyler? Like, is this all lost Fresh Prince? Uh, Fresh Prince. Family oh. Matters. Uh, no, no on Family Matters. Yes, on oh. Fresh Prince. I've seen almost every episode of Fresh Prince. Added I couldn't the- tell you one plot line to Family Matters. I watch the show every Friday on TGI, TGIF Friday. 
I could not tell you one oh, plot sure. line. Chalmers, if you were I put in remember... the middle of a room, flash dance style, and asked to do the Urkel, could you? Oh, yeah. That a boy. See, and when I, I think of iconic is, dances, but... I think of iconic dances from the '90s. I would, do, I would go with the Carlton first. Oh, Chalmers Char- oh, can nail the Carlton. Yeah, like nobody's business. He is the Carlton reincarnated. Yeah. yeah. And if I could, if I could just merge that right into a smooth transition to the Urkel. You don't remember what? how to do the Urkel where he hiked up his pants? It was kind of like the Backstreet Boys zombie dance, but he had his <laughs> yeah, yeah, he picked just up, more of a like, shuffle. Mary and then you do like a march from side to side and kind of screw your yeah, face that up and do the Urkel. As, that's yeah. easy as a banshee. Yeah, that one's easy. But like to my point, I even remember like Full House like episodes. You know, like DJ trying to lose all that weight and running herself, not eating, like. I could tell you a million plot lines from Full House, oh, not Full House. one from Family Matters. Oh, what? what? When they made the robot and they yes. brought him back, Urkel Bot. Okay, I can Urkel do Bosch. one now. I can do oh, one now. Gosh. Or what about any any episode with Stefan Urkel? Yeah, Stefan Urkel, and then he got cloned, and yeah. then there was Urkel and Stefan Urkel. And you then, don't remember <laughs> these things, Chalmers? And, not and, really. Don't no. you remember Urkel could Urkel could ball? He was a basketball dynamo. Yes. Like yes. Kevin and then the, the don't office. you remember he had the girl who liked him, but he didn't like her. He only liked Laura. Don't you remember Carl was a cop? And the yeah, grandma and Harry was a hunk. Harry, and, and, and isn't Family Matters a spinoff of Perfect Strangers? Yeah, Harry, he was the co- Harry was, was the, the elevator, elevator, lady. elevator lady. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Sorry to interrupt, buddy. Yeah, yeah. You're M. Chuck. Here's a history lesson for you. Yeah. Your M truck, when I think of what you're too old to know, sometimes I get mad. <laughs> and I'm like, it's bullshit. Your M truck's never seen Family Matters because he's too young. What a bunch of bullshit. And then I get mad like Chalmers gets mad at Ryan Reeves. So, Tyler, uh, what were you like about, when you got home Ryan from- Reeves? No, oh, no, please. <laughs> <laughs> and, that episode of, and that episode of Full House when Ryan Reeves uh, yeah. not a DJ. You're merging your timelines. <laughs> what did you watch when you got home from school, Tyler? Because like I watched Family Matters, I watched yeah. Degrassi, I watched oh, Vision. Saved by the Bell. <laughs> you ready to hear? You ready to really dislike me as a child? Yeah. I would get home at three thirty-five from elementary game. school, and I would get the last twenty minutes of PTI, and then the first run of Sports Center, baby, every day. PTI <laughs> and Sports Center from the time I was like nine. Oh, I'm not boy. even mad about that. So you didn't, like you didn't even watch like three, two. Yeah, see, television Funny, was different shit, then. We didn't have yeah, that shit ended. It was about watching three, two, one contact and watching MathNet on Fridays. Yeah, man. I just didn't do that. And Darkwing three, Duck. All that shit is on YouTube. And AJ. Count Duckula. You see all the old, all the old uh, public broadcasts. Specter Gadget in the morning before you went to school. Oh, yes. I was a Tintin guy. Oh, uh, so was I. And I remember briefly there was James Bond, James Bond Jr., the animated series. <laughs> no, I oh, remember man. that. Or uh, Jay the, calls it peak humanity. Yeah. The one kids show I did always love was SpongeBob. Like that was the one it was on before I went to school and I could always what? get like an episode and a half of it. But well, that, that's you, the age gap here. Like yeah, I'm whatever, Sp- 20 years younger than you guys. SpongeBob's actually good. You're not 20 years younger than anybody, my friend. I started watching SpongeBob when I was like 18. Fair enough. Uh, Power Rangers yeah. coming home. Power. Rangers. I remember Power Rangers when I was a little kid. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, but again, I think it kind of it lost its hype by the time I was like in that age range. Anyways, I remember uh, the Jetsons haven't... being appointment television for myself. What's the that? Jetsons? Oh, love the, the Jetsons. Jetsons. Love I watched the Jetsons. a lot of Looney Tunes with my dad. Actually, 
just like the uh, old Looney Tunes cartoons. My dad I loved those. I loved them too. Well, then there were Saturday cartoons on uh, that Mike Sobel hosted. What was it called? Tele One Saturday Tune Crew. Tune Crew. One Saturday morning, wasn't it? Tune Crew. I know, it was Animaniacs, Darkwing Duck. Huge. Um, Love yeah. Darkwing Duck. He could color shit and send it in. He'd hold it up to the screen. Oh, that was a good old time. Unbelievable. Remember, yeah, yeah. Remember, remember the high school trivia show, High Q? Oh, yeah. I knew Where kids who went on that. My babysitter. Oh. Hey, listen to this story for a flex. My babysitter went on High Q and won. While she was like in the era of babysitting me. Wow. That immediate crush. Proximity to success. Hi. Okay. I I hate cutting this off because it's a good conversation, but we got to give some love to Twig and Berries before we keep going. Yes, we do. You guys are giving me the history lesson. Now it's time for me to give you a fashion lesson. lesson. Start dressing at... Start hitting up Twig and Berries more. You'll look good. You'll dress good. It's comfy stuff, too. They got their new very own brand of underwear as well. It's got the Twig and Berries branding on it. Oh, looks fantastic. Free shipping on orders in Canada as long as you order more than $75 worth of stuff. And, of course, that promo code is NATION15. Um, yeah. Check out their I, store. Yeah. Uh, Jared was there, and he says it's unreal. It's I in St. Albert, right? Yep. It's right by the casino in St. Albert, which Perfect. is, of course, that's how I got one more question about the TV shows. Yeah. Oh, go good. Bag yeah. milk. I don't know if bag milk stools this, but when I was like 13, 14, and I was, you know, tra- transitioning, we had Super Channel. Um, there was a show, and I don't know if anybody ever remembers it, called Dream On. Does anybody yes. ever remember that show? Yep. Dream On was a 30 minute show on Super Channel that only showed movies. And every week you'd get the, the, the television guide. It was every Friday night. And when you look at the, at the, the, synopsis of the dream on it would tell you whether or not it was rated r that week yeah it was rated Nudity. r that week you knew what was about to happen <laughs> not the boobies uh, <laughs> i was always I'll bet uh, you some listeners gonna gonna when i was younger that. i was i would watch wild on on friday nights just for a hope oh, brooke oh, would take us around time. the world wasn't that hosted that? by brooke burke, brooke oh, burke. Yeah, yeah yeah brooke burke wild on changed the world really did time and actually, you know what? Apart from Scope and Babes on that show, it also is part of the reason I wanted to travel because they went to so many just awesome spots and cool locations. And I was just like, oh, I didn't know you could go to Greece to party. I thought it was you went there to look at the Coliseum kind of thing. You know what I mean? Oh, as I, as, so I'm doing the old man version of that. So on Netflix, they got this street food uh, series. I've watched it, crushed it, killed oh it. Oh my God. Loved like it. I watched the Asian one. Now I'm on Latin America. I want to go to all these places to eat this food. Crushed oh, who it. Hosted? Who it's hosted? not, it's not hosted. They're like, they're like, it tell stories of different yeah, kind of like series like, and there's no face to the show. Like yeah, they, yeah. they, they find like a, like a food person for that city to kind of carry the, the narrative of the show. And then they feature like three iconic, like food stands or like people that are just iconic in the food scene. You're telling me a like, person with no face hosts the show? It's yep. exactly. Yeah. Pretty amazing, actually. It's, yeah. I'm, uh, man, it's so good. I want to see. What do they that. eat? Like just whatever's in like the street just wherever, vendors? Where, wherever they, well, it's just whatever they're known for. The so signature like, thing. Yeah. So yeah. Like it could be a fish head soup. It could be, you know, the tacos, if they were in tacos. Latin America, like there was, it was really, really good. It's well yeah. done. That was, I, I love that you're watching that because I kind of forgot about it. I might rewatch it because I loved it so much. I want to go J5 they, in Bangkok. I want to go see her. Yes. She's like that, that, her story is so. Yes. Cool. And the soups she would make. Yes. Come on. Oh, I know. 
and her name's Jayfi. Like that's so gangster. <laughs> and it goes to, it goes through the story, Wanya, of how like she's like I learned how to cook soup with my grandma or whatever it was, and then I opened this little stall, and then it expanded a little bit, and then it's just hammering busy, and they go into the market, and she's pulling up all the ingredients. It's the best. I love that. So so good. <laughs> It's nice to watch shows where you feel like you've like 10% gone somewhere and done something right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think that's the other thing too, is what it's, it's really kind of scratching my travel itch by doing that. But like, man, it's, it's cool. Yeah. It's great. It's, it's the new wild. Do whatever we want tomorrow. Do whatever we want tomorrow, boys. Well, not I'm going to a rave. Not extremely. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to a rave <laughs> at the sealed in dome, which is this rave venue. Only I know about where everyone's sealed in. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. How are we doing on them topics, Jerem Chuck? Uh, so yeah, I would like to flash back to the beginning <laughs> of the episode when I said I have five Ryan Reeves? Now. And Jay yeah. said, Jay said, oh, it could be a pretty structured episode this week. Um, I would also <laughs> like to say that a lot of these references I didn't understand. So in terms of content for uh, our Instagram, I'm looking at you, Surveyor Brett and Turner Watson and maybe Nico Jolly as well. And I am looking- loving the, info- the Ozark style infographic for the show. I with I lo- no I context with no context. I yeah, love it. Good. It's really we got to make sure yeah, we get all this stuff up on that. the Insta. Oh, I we, post it. I get yeah, it. Up we there. do. Oh, because Surveyor Brett was sending me some funny ones the other day. Yeah, no, he he sends them to us all directly, but Tyler puts them up for us. Yeah. Oh, I see. Cool. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, all right. Thanks for doing that, boys. You guys do, do that stuff. It's funny. Yeah. Like, Turner yeah. Watson's hilarious. Turner Watson's awesome, and he's in Indiana. Really? Is he really? Yeah. Happy Fort, Memorial Fort, Day, Fort Fort Wayne, Indiana, or somewhere. Fort Wayne. Legit, that doesn't happen by. I didn't even think Fort Wayne. Was, oh, well, yeah, I, I might not, might not be. I am hoping not, but it's Fort something in the I might be right for Fort Wayne. But I think it is right. I think go right. Hoosiers, right? Is that what we say? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, we get to two out of the five topics. Not bad. Okay. What else we got? Yeah, Terrible. we got some time here. Let's let's go rapid uh, fire. Bang bang well, bang. Okay, so Brian Swain, uh, who is a fantastic follow on Twitter, who uh, he, next. He's a, he's a good local guy. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Pass. Uh, he wrote a thing. Uh, today is the 25th anniversary of the successful season ticket drive to keep the Oilers in Edmonton. Oh, oh. stay Oilers stay? Wow. Man, I remember that. There's a photo in our yearbook of me holding an SOS Oilers sign in our math class. Wow. I remember that too. I was, uh, yeah, I was going to, I was in elementary, I guess. It's super, that's weird that it's been that long. EIG, thanks. That was a big deal. Like that was there was legitimately a day in Edmonton or, or days uh where we where you thought the Oilers were gone. Yeah. Where were they supposed to go again? It was like Houston or something. Houston, Houston. there was a deal that had closed. Like they'd actually signed off on it, and ATB um, cock blocked the deal because they held a held a loan on the Oilers at the time for Pocklington. And in that document. It was if the Oilers tried to were sold, ATB had like 30 days to kill the deal, replace it with a deal of equal value. It's pretty crazy, the story of it. We should really write it up. Yeah, like that group, the EIG, like that's those guys did something very special for that. So that's guys that have come, built their their wealth in Edmonton and did something very important for Edmonton. Yes. Wanya, you guys have to do a revisionist history like on that. I, I would love to read that. And I was, I was old enough to comprehend what was happening, but imagine like, you know, just younger Oilers fans right now, they have zero idea how close we were to losing our team. Well, and the other the, guy the, that you need to, to thank for the Oilers not leaving is Gary Bettman because he came in and said, there's no way the Oilers are leaving Edmonton. Just like he won't let 
the Coyotes leave Phoenix. And at the time, Peter Pocklington was like, who the hell are you? Because he was the brand new commissioner. And Gary Bettman put his foot down. And I think at that time, there was only one other professional sports team that was owned by a collective, you know, and that's like the Green Bay Packers. I don't think that kind of like that group, because weren't they, there wasn't one like majority owner. They no, were there's all 30 shareholders kind of and they were all parts, equal. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right? We should do a 10-part investigative standalone podcast series of how the Oilers stayed in Edmonton. Very interesting. That's very One time me and Willis did a three-part thing on why Gilbert Brule was going to yeah. save the Oilers. I'm still exhausted. <laughs> it was an exhaustive piece of investigative reporting. Those days, those days of the Oilers history were wild, man. Because like everything was gate driven. There was no TV deals whatsoever. And most teams, especially the Oilers, were a money losing proposition. Now they're getting so much money in TV deals and merchandising deals and ad sales where the NHL does a deal with Honda and all the teams get their slice. In those days, you were on your own. Yeah, the revenue sharing and all that shit has definitely helped it out. Where like even the least profitable teams are still seeing their franchise values go up, right? Like you can say what you want about like the Arizona Coyotes, but the bottom line is, is if they sold their franchise, it's worth a lot. Well, since the days of the EIG, the value of a sports franchise changed from a thing that allows you to sell a whole bunch of in-person tickets to a really popular TV show. Yeah. And then the value of being part of the TV show, whether you're winning or losing, is still super high, right? It's like why the Islanders can make a go of it. There's some sort of regional TV deal in New York where they make, I can't remember how much money, but basically they don't need to have fans, which was helpful during this crazy ass time. They're also getting like a ball and new fucking arena too, which looks beautiful. It's out in like Belmont or whatever. I don't understand how this all worked. I went to an Islanders game once with the hockey fights guy. And it was when they were still in Long Island. He's like, you watch, they're moving to, Brooklyn for three years, then moving back. And he was like explaining this like really far fetched conspiracy theory about ownership and Charles Wang on the team. I believe he passed away at the time. Since. He, he has. Yeah. But the, exactly as he predicted it would be where they moved to Brooklyn, but they don't consider the franchise having moved and they move back when they get their new arena. It all went to plan. Yeah, that was a weird situation. Them moving to Brooklyn where like the people who owned that arena didn't even want them there. But yeah, the Islanders the didn't want to be there like, either, the and the fans hated it. Like no one liked that move. No one. It was pretty great when you would see uh, some shots hit Twitter or whatever from when they were in Brooklyn, and there's just a chunk of the ice that's just gone because it's built for basketball, not hockey. Yeah, that was so just funny. all fucked up. Um. All right. Well, we had a couple more topics, but we're pretty much at the end of the podcast. No, oh, no, come no. on, rapid, rapid fire, fire, rapid fire, rapid come on. fire. Uh, okay, the last one here. I saw this one on TikTok, and I thought maybe it could inspire a debate, but it might fall flat. So maybe it's good that we're just doing it quickly at the end. A debate on when do you fill up your car with gas? Do you oh. always wait until the light is on All fucking right. empty? Or sometimes me, if you're if you're at half and you're driving, will you be like, you know me, what? I'll just fill up now. Let me handle this. Yeah. Let me handle All right. So I used to drive a beast of a vehicle, 1984 Dodge Ram Charger. Uh, 100 and 125 liter tank got about two miles to the gallon. Mm-hmm. So I was poor working at Safeway, <laughs> making 650 an hour, working not six bad hours for the a time. Week, working six hours a week, having got to pay the issue fees, right there, having to pay 925 hours. a week for uh, for union dues. So unfair. My, my take home was low. So five dollars is all I could put in it, and even if gas is 70 <laughs> cents a liter, wow, that's still not a lot of gas for that thing. 
So I used to run that thing constantly. Like for me, for me, the, the tank in my mind was full. If the, the, the little like gaslight arm was on the empty line. Cause I lived below the empty line. <laughs> Life in the fast lane. That's what that is. So that does, that does one thing that, that forces your car to suck the bottom of your gas tank out. And in there over time, that's where they keep all the best gas though. Yeah. But over time you develop some crud. Okay. Well, well that's fair. So then you start sucking that crud into your system and then you got something called a fuel pump. Then you fuck your fuel pump. Then your car won't work. Then you got to call your dad to go fu- you go to the archives and dig up a part and uh, fix it for you, which was a very stressful ordeal. I remember that because you guys fought in the parking lot of the golf course. Uh, it's because it happened at the golf course. So my truck stayed at the golf course for three days and my dad had to come fix it at the golf course. I had to go wait on the patio until it was done. I could hear you guys yelling at each other from like oh, 200 yeah, yards yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. So you won then, the argument though. Fast forward, buy a brand new vehicle. Still love to live in the gas uh, fast lane. Uh, 10 bucks at a time. Granted, it was a, a, a four-cylinder car. It's all you needed. Uh, but I would I would ride it till the light came on until I thought it was just as close to empty as it, it could be without passing out. Well, did that too much. Blew another fuel pump. <laughs> so don't, don't do it. Don't be JR. Don't be do Tomers. it. Don't Fill do up it. your tank to the very, very brim. Yeah. The minute at 80 kilometers, I get a low fuel indicator. Yeah. Me too. That that exact moment, the next time I'm at a gas station, I fill up again. Yeah, all I'm, the way. I'm that is you. the and only then, way to do it. And then I make sure that every so often I put the um, pedal to the metal, so to speak, for a few minutes. Well, not a few minutes, maybe like 10 seconds, because that burns all the carbon out of your engine. I am with Chalmers minus the carbon. Go ahead, (laughs) Bagmo. No, I was just going to say I'm with Chalmers minus the carbon. I've never run out of gas. I've never been close to running out of gas. The only time I haven't filled my tank completely was over this last year and a half because I just haven't been driving. So I'll toss like 20 bucks in it, and that lasts me forever. But that's about it. I'm with Chalmers. Former Nation guy, Mandizi, sold me a vehicle. He was working at a car dealership and he said, now, Wanya, you have to put gas in this thing and don't let it run down to E because it has like a very special engine and it will kill your fuel tank because it needs to have gas. And I was like, of course, of course, I'll take this very seriously. And then one day my car stopped working and I brought it in and he was sitting in the service department with the guy and he's like, so have you let the uh, gas tank go down low? And I was like, nope, nope, because you told me not to. I made sure. I always gassed her up when it had lots of gas left in the tank. He's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. give me your keys. And he put them in this machine and then my <laughs> keys told on me and it showed on the screen how much gas was left in the tank when I filled up. It was like dash dashes. Like when it gets below zero dashes, dashes, three dashes, four dashes. So <laughs> one, I don't gas up until it's on E. That's when you know it's time to make a move. And two, that will blow your car thingy out. Now I, I, I get only putting five bucks in if all you have is five bucks. Cause that's the world I lived in. But mm-hmm. if you have more than five bucks, just fill it up. Cause you need the gas. It wasn't about filling it up. It was about how low I would let it get before. I well, it used it. to be a game. No, no, I'm with you. I'm, I'm just saying, yeah, no, this is outside of your point. This is just like yes. the, the less general. Yes, this. of course. 
But uh, yeah, no, it used to be a game. Like, yeah, how far can I push it? And you felt like, you know, I, I would, I used to keep tabs on how many kilometers I get a tank. Yes, tank. it was like, a oh, game. Shit, I'm so close to a record. I got to push it. Well, there you go. I remember seeing on TV that they did a thing where it was like on 60 minutes or something. It was like most major American car manufacturers, when they say it's on empty, build in a buffer. And I was like, oh, really? That's very interesting news. <laughs> Gaslight goes on. Go get gas. Her up. All right. What's next? I like that. Uh, next up is letting everybody know that while you should always take care of your vehicle, you should also take care of your own parts. Your own parts. car tank. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Your own fuel pump. What is the oh. equivalent of <laughs> filling up with gas? It's shaving your balls. Manscaped.com can make sure that you are keeping it nice and tight this summer. You don't want to get too sweaty or anything like that. You don't want to get all gross. So keep it clean down there with the Lawnmower 4.0 and that promo code Real Life. That saves you 20%. And it gets you free shipping. Manscaped.com, change your country to Canada. Go browse all the products. Pick out what you need. Maybe you need some ball deodorant or ball toner as well. Whatever. Whatever it is, Manscaped.com has you covered. I think they appreciate that I'm very blunt in those ad reads as well. I just come out and say it. I don't, yeah, I don't, trim I don't your care. Balls. Trim Nobody your balls, man. to see your dusty balls. That's are, we, it. are we wrapping up your M check? Yeah. So it'd be, before we do, it would be uh, a disservice to humanity to not bring up that discovery at that indigenous uh, residential school in Kamloops. I feel like we've got a platform, so Awful. I think it's important to talk about it, uh, although as uncomfortable as it is, hence why I'm wearing an orange shirt today. So we were thinking about the 215 children who, yeah, serious shit anyways i don't know what else to say because it's no I'm, I'm glad you brought it up too because that was on my list too i wanted to end the podcast by saying that and uh last episode we had a great chat with dusty legrand from mobilize and he gave us you know some really important insights and 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 ways to be educated and i think letting people like dusty have a big platform and educate people is going to be a big way that society can kind of continue to grow and evolve and reconcile. That's the word Dusty used as well. So I think that's all really, really important stuff. And again, it's a, it's a time to say, go check out Dusty and the work he's doing. And uh, he was on our last episode of real life. So if you missed that conversation, go back and listen to it. Cause I think it was, it was a really, really good talk we had with Dusty. All right. One of those headlines, it's one of those headlines where you see it and you just like, Oof, yeah. You yeah. can't fucking believe it's true. Yep. You yeah, think I, it's a, you think it's like a not real for a second. You're like, yeah, this yeah. can't be real. Please tell me this is not fucking real. And, you see the map of how many residential schools there were that they are like, we need to go check all of them. Yeah. It's well, it's, it's fucked up that like crazy, I'm, not, man. I'm not too far removed from like the public schooling system in this country. And like, how did I not, how do I not know more about that? Like how is like the modern education, like right now, not caught up enough to like make sure the next generation is learning this shit. It, yeah. And that's why it's important. We have to bring it up. Cause it was not, it was not it. set up. Yep. It was not set up to teach us. It was, it was, it was clouded from mm-hmm. us. It was, it was hidden. Yeah. that kind of stuff, you know, 100%. the only reason I heard anything about it in high school is because my specific social studies teacher made a point of talking about it over and above what was, was or was not included in any textbook. So, Absolutely. And what's funny is they probably, if they probably if, if, yeah, what shout out to that teacher, but if they probably found out, I'm sure the school board wouldn't have been too pumped about him probably. going off curriculum. Yeah, it's just, just brutal, but brutal. That's the world it's we it's live just in. like, it, it, and residential schools didn't close that long ago. Like 96 was not yeah. that long ago. That's it's crazy. crazy, man. It's so crazy. That's fucking nuts. I honestly, to be totally honest, didn't know a whole lot about residential schools, and I Me am either. ignorant. And uh, for that, I apologize. But 
I started reading about it. And at first I was like, holy fuck, this is crazy. Well, when, when this shit wrap up, I'm thinking in my head's like, oh, sixties probably after world war two. No, no, no. Yeah. 96, 96. Like, holy fuck. Who the fuck are these people working there too? Like, holy Jesus. Yeah. man, Humanity so. is. Ugh. And there's one thing I also want to say too, is like, you can be very proud of Canada and living here and all that, but you can also, it's also good to want the country to be better. And most Canadians, sorry to interrupt you bag milk, I think are horrified by what they're finding out. Absolutely. Many, many for the first time. Absolutely. And it's like, we're talking with dusty, like most people are good people. Right. And yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. It's a whole different thought. And I want you to actually finish yours first. Oh, most people are good people. And I think that there's a lot of people learning about what happened in these schools for the first time and the amount of support and horror people are showing. I think it like shows that society like has is headed in the right direction overall. Right. But like what a horrible, horrible thing to have gone through. Like, Holy Christ. Crazy. Yeah. Personally, I couldn't believe it when I saw that headline. My, um, my, like as a father, like I know one day you got a child, but um, I want to know what your guys' opinion on this is. And I think I did the right thing. But um, when we get up and get ready for school in the morning, it's usually around eight o'clock in the morning when we sit down to our island to have breakfast, me and my boys. And, you have your uh, own so island? Was, yes. It's, it's beautiful. So, yeah. Wow. It's impressive. Uh, got, water, got waterfalls on it. Uh, wow. Anyways, continue. Um, so we turn on the, you know, we turn on the news and um, a lot of times I try to, a lot of times the first couple stories usually aren't very heartwarming to be honest with you. So I kind of try to like talk to the boys and, and get their attentions off. Well, this was obviously the number of the top story of the morning. And um, I noticed my older son and I had my younger son, they were quite focused on it. And I like immediately was going to think like to talk to them about something else. Right. Like so that they didn't see just cause to kind of like stop them from having to listen to it and really like understand. But I didn't. And I was, I was like, no, no, no. This is probably something that maybe they should listen to. And then afterwards, I'll ask them if they have any, have any questions about it. You know what I mean? Like, so I did that. And, but it was, it was difficult. And like, and it was, you know, you, you, your, my initial reaction was to like shelter them from bad news. Don't let them hear it. Right. But I think that's just not the right way to handle shit with ignorance, you know, and, and, and avoidance. So so I so let them listen to it. And then I asked them if they had any questions. And my, my youngest son, I don't totally think he understood. Um, you know, and the older one just kind of didn't really have any questions. Guys said, no, not really. I listened to the story. But yeah, it was one of those moments, you know, where you just feel yourself like reacting. And then you kind of got to sit back and go, oh, I, my reaction might not have been right. I think I should have definitely let them listen to that, eh? Ten and seven. Well, I think it's just your natural instinct as a parent to, pr- to protect them, you know, but like, yeah. I think you did the right thing by letting them, they have, we all have to learn about it. Yeah. And they can comprehend it at their own levels, right? If they aren't fully cluing in, but they're at least familiar with the situation that's still partially learning about what's going on. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, it's just like, you know, you hear about gunshots in the North end, let's say, or in the West end and you hear that two, a person was found dead those are even stories that I sometimes just wanted them to not have to think about. You know what I mean? For sure. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I think this is one where, like, yeah, they should have to think about it. Well, schools don't need to present the most horrific details of history as the social studies curriculum, right? But at the same time, you can't cover up enormous problems in the history of the country that we may or may not 
like disclose, right? Most people, I don't yeah. feel like knew the extent of this, but over time, if you're like, I think looking to have reconciliation and greater understanding, these types of things have to be talked about. And even little kids at a 10 year old level will still have it on their mental radar of something that's occurred. And when they're older, they can come back to it and learn more. But I think it's something everybody should know. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm happy we wrapped up on this because uh, I agree with you 100%, Jay. We have a platform, and it's a good thing that we uh, make sure these conversations continue happening. And I think there's a lot of people out there, you know, getting Dusty being one of them, who are doing a great job of making sure that these conversations are happening, even if you know some people would prefer that they didn't. I think if we just continue to do stuff like this and bring it up maybe in an area, a hockey podcast, where it maybe normally wouldn't be brought up. I think that's a good thing. So I credit you for bringing that up, Jay. I uh, credit everyone for tuning in as well. Sorry, Graham, Jack, one final thing. It's like, it's okay to not feel comfortable and still bring shit up and talk about it. You don't have to know, right? Like that's what having conversations is. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Good job. All right. Uh, that is going to wrap up. Uh, that is going to wrap up. <laughs> one more thing. One more. Okay. Chalmers, you got to unmute now. You had a bad echo, so I had to keep muting you. Oh, oh. Um, so with, just in conclusion to this Ryan Reeves thing, like, Oh my God. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. I got to go. Again, again, Josh Park. Don't waste uh, time. All right. We're out of here. I have to mute Chalmers again, but thanks no, everyone for tuning into episode 286. Don't silence me. You're on Chuck. <laughs> uh, shout out to our title sponsor, HGA group, as well as Neo financial twig and berries and manscaped.com. We will be back on Thursday. We may even be having a chat with a former Oiler. So we're teasing that right now as well. This has been episode 286 of the real life podcast and it's over. Great job on making it through the entire hour of the real life podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.